Welcome to the Fight Chat Podcast, the podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shit Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. How was your weekend? I went back to Dallas. Oh. I drove his last-minute call. Uh, some friends was having a white elephant. Okay. Uh, Christmas party. What did you bring to the white elephant? Nothing creative. I bought like 15 to 16 different uh, one-shot bottles of different liquors. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I put some of my CBD products in there. Okay. We had a $50 minimum oh, or maximum, I guess maximum or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, so I did that. And obviously, everybody seems to like liquor and our, our friends. Yeah, so yeah. They're all about that. And when I put a few CBD products out in there, they were happy as, as clams, you know. Um, when our family gets together, sometimes uh, my sister-in-law... She rolls up some, uh, what's it called? Um, it's not cellophane, but. Uh, sh- uh, she does a, the wrap wrapping. Yeah, it's a big old ball. And so she rolls it up into a huge ball. And then I guess you time yourself or, you know, you got to count You down. roll dice. You, you roll, roll dice. And that's how many yeah. times. And then, yeah, that was, that's been pretty fun. We've that done is that fun. We usually times. do that all the time. We decide not to do that yeah. this time. So we had some other games that we did. We did like a, a throw a ping pong into a, a stocking. Oh, wow. See who wins on that. Uh, we we had a little lotto yeah. uh, solo cup game. Yeah. And you picked up the solo. There's like 30 solo cups. Yeah. Half of them had lotto tickets. The other had, uh, had shots. Right. So That's you know. cool. And we all dressed up uh, in Christmas pajamas and stuff. Yeah. And I know uh, my family, too, uh, on my mother's side. We uh, do left the left right game, so it's just left like, right center. Yeah, left or something. We don't do center, but we do left right, which is um, it's like a Christmas story, and it's like left and then left or whatever. It's like there's left and right, so they use those words within the Christmas story. Oh, and I've so never heard every that. time it's the narrator says left, you you pass your gift left. If he says right, you pass your gift right. So yeah, they they incorporate incorporate those both both of those words into the story. Okay, and and so then many times at the end of the end of the story, whatever gift is in your hand is yeah, your white elephant. Yeah, that's your that's yours. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. It's a tradition. I get on my nerves the whole. I'm Does like, it? oh my god, we're gonna do this again. <laughs> Done it for thirty something years. But it's a tradition, right? But some traditions, you know, you're like, I'm okay with not doing uh, it. Really? Because it's just I don't know. I just I think I've just become a Grinch as I get older. Well, then make, make, make sure your family listens to this before yeah, <laughs> exactly, they know. Exactly. We're not doing this anymore because Daniel uh, uh, doesn't uh, like it. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What else did you do this weekend? Uh, drove a lot because I had to drive into Dallas, drove back. Um, um, watch the football games on yeah. Sunday. All right. What, uh, um, what Cowboy game? game? Yeah, what? I watched that too. I watched what? that at a uh, local club, pub. I oh, guess. you did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Were they not happy at the end of this? Oh, of course, weren't we all no. not happy? Boy, they blew it, didn't they? Sure did. Yep. Very surprising. It almost felt like they were dismissing this game, like we talked about the fighters overlooking their opponents, because yeah. they know that the big game is this Saturday. Yeah, I think I've told you before, but I'm uh, I'm to the point in my life where I don't let them ruin my day, my weekend. They don't ruin my, week. my weekend anymore. No. no, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm at peace. Yeah. There are some people that are not. No. It ruins the, a lot. The only thing that ruined my weekend was it's fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. And I lost one of my playoff games, so I'm out. The other one, I made it, uh, so I'm on to next week's semifinals. 
Well, well, good. Well, yes. Hopefully, you're doing well in uh, fantasy I'm football. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, I did watch a movie this weekend. You did, and actually, it was actually yesterday. Okay. So, um, I watched Avatar: The Way of the Water, the brand new one. The new one. Yeah. Wow. Three hours long. Well, I I guess from what I read, it did not do well on Friday, the opening day. So. I haven't. I've heard it, and the pack, the movie theater was not packed at all. And I went about three o'clock in the afternoon. The, this is a Titanic type Titan, of movie. Yes. I mean, this is a big movie, and the and the first movie was amazing. Right. So, where did it stack up against the first movie? I want against the first movie. You know, I think I I like. Uh, I think I'm gonna say I, I like the first movie better. Okay. But um. Second movie is pretty good. It's still good. It still has. I think it can it can be cheesy a little bit. Okay. But it's um. It, I I like. There's a lot of action in it. Tie, also tie into the first one. Yeah. It yeah. It does. It does tie into okay. the first one. Yeah. You know the the problem is is that you know a lot of the the uh, superhero movies and and more mainstream movies are more PG thirteen R rated. Mm-hmm. And this one clearly wants to appeal to everybody right so i'm gonna assume this is more just g or pg right? yeah it's like a pg-13 with yeah. the violence and everything yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. was so it was good i took my girls so um good. did they like it they liked they loved it my my three year my three my three year my eight-year-old she watched the first one a couple of days ago and i told her why don't you watch the first one and then we'll go watch the new one okay and so so, so the last couple of days she's had nothing but avatar in her life so yeah. oh my gosh yeah, yeah so. well we're supposed to go next week when i'm back in dallas yeah. to go watch it so all right well definitely a report in the meantime we do have a ufc fight night to recap this past saturday um live from the ufc apex last ufc fight night for the year yep last set of matches Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Kicking us off, we do have Drew Dober versus Bobby Green in a lightweight division clash. Two fan-friendly fighters locked horns in exciting and surprise of the night. Sometimes some fighters get on my nerves whenever they do what Bobby Green was doing, right? Just coming in there, talking a lot. Yep. But he obviously he backs it up, right? Obviously he was fast. Obviously he was duck ducking and dodging. Piecing up Drew Dober, the first round at least, just really getting him. Bobby Green looked great in this one. I thought he had the match under control. He had strong combinations of his strikes throughout the whole contest. I mean, he was clearly winning this fight. Clearly had the superb boxing skills, um, amazing counter punches. Every time Drew Dober tried to come in, he just lights up uh, Drew Dober. And it was seemingly, seemingly... He was cruising to an uh, undisputed win. He absolutely in was. One. In the second round, a little bit more of the same. But Jude Dober just did Jude Dober things. You know, he's won like the last couple of fights in dramatic fashion. Winning, I guess, uh, performances of the night or yep. even fights of the night. And this one was not an exception. No, not at all. I mean, out of nowhere, here comes Jude Dober. Puts him up against the uh, octagon. Throws a few combinations and finally tags him after the the fifth combination. Yeah, definitely. And he puts out the Bobby Green. Bobby Green was left stunned on the mat on the canvas, um, and now Drew Dober comes out with the victory with a nice um, TKO. Oh yeah. So what do you think? What do you think's next for uh, Drew Dober? Twenty six and eleven now, twelve and seven. The UFC. I thought it was a great win. I thought he was showing that you're always in the fight. Don't give up. And hey, he beat a 17th ranked fighter. Uh, for me, let's move him up to number to a number 12 fighter, Grant Dawson, who is 19, one and one, and seven and zero in the UFC. 
Now, is it too soon to talk to talk about going up into maybe the, you know, maybe for a title bill or, you know, try because he is on what on a five four fight fight winning streak. And is, do you think it's too soon for that? Yes, I think it's too soon. Like I said, uh, he he's ranked, I think, in the, maybe 22, 21. I don't think he should jump all the way to a title shop, especially in this division, being at the lightweight division against Islam Makhachev. Yeah, I also like him to kind of go a little bit slower. Um, like I said, I, I've heard other people jump in and talk about him maybe going into uh, maybe a title fight. Yeah, but I mean it, that's that's a stacked division. If he's gonna jump up, um, you know, take maybe he's top, probably gonna be top fifteen around top fifteen. I think maybe how about Armand Sarukian? Armand Sarukian? Yeah, the one that fought later in the night. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough fight. Yeah, because that he's ranked fourteenth like going into a fight against yeah. Demir Ismagulov. I like it. And what do you think about Bobby Green? 29, 14, and one, 10, 9, and one in the UFC. I thought it was a tough loss when you're winning the fight handily. Uh, but let's match him up with a Joel Alvarez who's coming off also a loss at number fifteenth. Um, yeah, I like that. How about okay? Well, Bobby Green versus Patty Pimblet. I didn't. I think I want to move Pimblet up slower. In my slower, opinion. I I do. Where's Where's Pimblet? Well, Pimblet's now? ranked according to ranking MMA. Patty Pimblet is at ranked twenty third. Looked like he had a tough night out with a lower ranked fighter, and and Bobby Green, had he not slipped up, was winning this handily. So yeah. I think that would be a tough night out for Pimblet. I mean, obviously, I would like to, love to see it. And if we're going to have that fight, I want Pimblet fighting in London against him next yeah, year. Definitely. Next up on the card, we have a light, another lightweight division clash. Like we said, Armand Sarukian versus Demir Ismagulov. Ismagulov came in um, as the underdog at 150. A premier matchup in the lightweight division that with a win may have one of these fighters knocking on the door in the top 10 rankings. Sarukian just really outworked Demir Ismagulov, you know, for this uh, throughout the whole fight. Yeah, you read my notes. I thought he did a hell of a job controlling the fight, kept pressuring his opponent, which is something I think Osma Gulov had not seen since entering the UFC uh, promotion. And Osma Gulov was, what, almost on an undefeated streak, like five five fight winning streak or something like that. Coming into this fight, really, you know, I think there was a little bit of hype for him, but Sarukian just showed that he's still at a different level as Osma Gulov. And I think he's prepping, prepping to uh, try to get back into that title fight. And and you were right when you're saying that you know he was five and zero coming mm-hmm. into the UFC promotion. He's been undefeated there. His last loss was not was 2015, so right. he hasn't seen a loss. And I just believe uh, Tzarukian showed those judges that he could stand with his opponent and could take him down, do groundwork as well. And and at the end of every round, you just believe that. Sarukian was winning this fight. Sarukian does end up winning by unanimous decision, 30-27 across the board. What do you think's next for Armand Sarukian? Well, he's 19-3, and 6-2 in the UFC now. He just beat a tough 11-ranked fighter. I think he should be fighting someone in the top 10. And I'm going to tell you, I like him to fight my boy, Iron Mike Chandler, who's at 7. Whew. Wow. Well, I mean, he is coming off. Uh, Armand Sarukian did lose... Um, one of his two fights um, against uh, uh, Islam Makhachev. Yep. You know, who out-wrestled him. Um, but, wow, Michael Chandler is a really big jump up of that. I like maybe, how about Dan Hooker? 
but then again i don't like this fight for dan hooker you know i don't know because i don't like that fight either for yeah dan because hooker. dan hooker's um how about man i don't know i, I how about benio darush darush i don't like that fourth. fight I for sarukian yeah i'm just looking for like a wrestler on a wrestler yeah well then benio would be the best yeah 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 how about for demir ismagulov 24 and 2 he's now 5 and 1 in the ufc very tough loss uh he did finally show some holes in his game uh but I think he'll get those corrected and come back stronger for it. I like the fighter you just mentioned. What about a Dan Hooker at number nine for him? No, I like that too. Um, how about or Martis Gamrot, um, who is ranked just a little bit above Dan Hooker? I think that would be a solid fight. Next up on the card, we have the main event of the evening: Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. This one was really kind of a toss-up, in according to the bookmakers. This was also in the middleweight division clash. A fight that had fighters looking to win this match and get a possible title shot against the new champion in this division. Um, it was really back and forth every time. I think Jared Cannonier really landed more the effective, more effective shots. Sean Strickland had a lot of good counter shots throughout the whole match, every single round. Um, I think there's a couple of rounds that I really like Sean Strickland winning, but majority of those rounds were going to Cannonier. I was really proud of Strickland for not running in the middle to bang with the power puncher Cannonier. And I said, don't make that your game plan. Um, I think his game, game plan of sticking and moving, never standing in front of, of him, was possibly the difference in winning this match. Yeah, Strickland kept his distance, right? He kept moving around, circling the the, canvas, the octagon, using that jab really well, getting out of the way of the power of Cannonier. And every now and then, Cannonier did land something really big, but it uh, didn't really affect Strzok, no. Sean Strickland as probably some other person. You know, Sean Strickland really has a chin on him and a really durable fighter at that. This this probably was one of the fights that was so razor thin close. Like, even I'm sitting there as a judge in my chair going, ooh, I don't know who won that round. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I think that these are really close rounds to yeah. judge. You know, I've been I was watching it. Um, nothing really dramatic was happening every single round, but every now and then I felt like Jerry Cannonier won a couple rounds. Sean Strickland would win the next couple rounds. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it was a split decision win for Jerry Cannonier. 49, 46, 46, 49, and 49, 46. Cannonier wins. Um, what do you think is next for him? 16 and 6, 9 and 6 in UFC. Close fight. I don't think this needs to be rung back, though. Uh, either fight the winner of the Vittori Dolodis or maybe fight a Robert Whitaker. Ooh. Doesn't Robert Whitaker have a fight coming up? He does not. Yeah, he gets Paulo Costa in, in February. Costa just pulled out. Oh, no. Hey, you know what? If Cannonier didn't come out with any kind of a, um, injury. Uh, maybe that's something that he can just jump right, right in, back into. Yep. I like that. Um, it's just it's just kind of hard because Jared Cannonier has fought Israel Adesanya already. Yep. And didn't really show anything against Adesanya. Um, man, you know what? I think that's the only thing left right now is just a, a Robert Whitaker fight. Yep. Well, that wraps up our UFC fight night, Cannonier versus Strickland, this past Saturday, the last fight of the year. So, um, well, what did you think about the whole card that night? I thought it was a good card. I'll yeah. have to tell you, for the last card, 
Yeah. We had a lot of exciting close fights. Yeah, especially for the main event, there was actually four knockouts um, and two decisions with the last six fights of the night. Um, and, you know, we also had the return of uh, of Alex Casares, Bruce Leroy. Yep. Coming in, he, he got a knockout versus Julian Erosa. And also we had um, Saeed Nurmagomedov winning by submission, a ninja choke. Yes, that was you don't see those very no, often. No, you don't. So, who do you think was fight of the night for this uh, past Saturday? Uh, I would want to say the main event since it was so close. Um, the main event? No, it was not. It was not. Strickland no. Cannoneer. Huh. Um, Sarukian? Osman Gulov? Nope. I don't know. Who was it? Drew Dober versus Bobby Green. Okay. Yeah. Um, performances of the night were not in well one was in the main card okay. Alex Casares so okay. that, that we just said good. and uh, Michael Olin Shajek. well good for them should be a good Christmas for them right yeah definitely so where do you put the bar what do you what do you rank what's our, um, your last the last ranking one? of the year I'm gonna get a give it a solid 7.5 I, I agree with you you know I, I think maybe a 7.75 but man the last the last two uh, events before that was just so solid. It, it was hard to even right. get, catch them, that. That is know? right. The next time we preview card is going to be for January 14th. Yeah. Yeah. And that one is going to be Nasruddin Imavov versus Kevin Gastelum. So that one's going to be really exciting coming yeah, up. Yeah, that one. And then I think it's followed by a pay-per-view. So I'll be excited for that, too. And that pay-per-view is going to be in Brazil. Ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah. So, I mean, that wraps up 2022 in a nutshell. It does. <laughs> Well, why don't we talk a little bit about 2022? I'll ask you first. Okay. What were your top five MMA matches for 2022? Okay. So my top five, let me start with the fifth one that I had. I thought the Usman Edwards 2 fight was amazing. Yeah. I thought it it, it was, uh, we had a lot of surprises this year. Yeah. And that was definitely a surprise, surprise yeah. that we didn't think was going to happen. Right. Definitely. Number four is Poirier versus Chandler. Such a solid fight. I mean, back and forth. My boy lost, but he stood up to, I mean, one of one of probably the best fighters in this division that you could say. My third favorite, and we were there, Nunez Pena 2. That fight was amazing. It basically showed that Nunez, who had, hadn't lost him forever, um, could come back from a loss right. and totally dominate. Right. My second one was Murano versus Figueredo 3. Mm, yeah. That was another amazing fight. Um, and the the bonus of it is I still feel like we haven't decided who was a be- who's a better fighter, and we're going to get a fourth one. We're going to get a fourth one yep. in Brazil this time. And my number one uh, for me, uh, match of the year, is Teixeira versus Perkaja. Yeah. I mean, that was so back and forth. And the older Tixera held his own against the younger guy, almost beating him. Right. And the younger guy came back and took the title away from him. Yeah, definitely. So what is your five? Well, my five, so starting with number five, I have Thompson versus Holland. which just happened this past December, this December a couple weeks ago. Um, Stevenson wins by TKO or, you know, really a retirement. Um, But that was such a great fight. Surprise. I I really enjoyed that fight. Um, my fourth fight was how about Sirogan versus Tuya Tayavasa, um, UFC fight night. 
um, back in September where Sierra Gon wins by TKO, but it was a really back and forth fight. Against the Shuey guy who was on a roll. It was on a roll, yes. exactly. Um, my third fight was Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler, UFC 281, um, where Poirier does win by decision, rear naked choke, um, back in November. Yep. A little bit more recency bias, right? Um, how about my number two? Um, two uh, Burns versus Shamayev. This was uh, April of 2022 on UFC 273. Uh, where Shamayev wins by decision, where we were, you know, Shamayev was on a uh, hype train, you know, knocking everyone else out, but that was such a great fight for both. Burns fighters. held his own. He sure did. Yep. And um, I have two number ones. Okay. 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 My first number one is Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Perhaishka. Okay. UFC 275, like you mentioned, in June 2022. And uh, the, another co number one is Amanda Nunez versus. Um, Juliana Pena. Only reason why is because I was there live. Yeah. My first UFC fight. Unbelievable. Night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What a great year of matches. Great year. Great and, year. and we could have had a top 10. There were some matches. <laughs> it was hard for me to, uh, to eliminate them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and even surprises, right? Surprises of the year if you oh. wanted to go there, you know, upsets of the year, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, I mean, we talk about Nunes. Mm hmm. Right? Upset. Yeah. Adesanya, you would never thought he'd have been upset. Right. Usman, you never Usman, thought he was yeah. going to be upset. Yeah, yeah. Charles Oliveira, Oliveira, never thought he was going to be upset. Exactly. I mean, I I believe if we went back and and, and listened to uh, the podcast where we said, are they keeping it for the year or not, the right. titles? Right. I feel like maybe there was one or two, but most of them we were like, yeah, he's going to keep it. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. Well, that brings us now to um, our fighters of the year for the top fighters for 2022. Um, Let me start with you. What are right. your top fighters? My top fighters, um, I'm going to pretty much right now, pound for pound, Islam Makashev, number one. I'm going to start from the top. So you're going to start from the top. Yeah. Islam Makashev. Islam Makashev, okay. number one. Um, and then I like Alexander Volkanovsky, number okay. two. And they're going to fight each other. Um, back in, in February. So your so, pound per pound guys are fighting yeah, each other. That's yeah. going to be incredible. After that, um, th- still Francis Ngannou, number three. You know, because even though he hasn't, he didn't fight, as he only fought one time this past yeah. year, um, and he's on injured reserve or whatever, uh, he still got to beat him. And he's still a dangerous person. Yes. And he's still the marquee guy out you're, there. You're right. Yeah. Uh, number four. I want to see what's going on with Hazmat Shemaev. I think he's ma- he's ready for a run for this next 2023, and wow. I think he's one of the top fighters in um in the world right now. That is a surprising one. Yeah. Okay. And number five, um, you know, just comparing everyone right now, I can't take my eyes off of Marlon Vera. I think I just really enjoyed what he did in 2022. You know, coming off of a win, you know, he did he did start everything off of with a suspect win against sure. you know uh, Sean O'Malley or whatever. Sure. But then he backed it up, you know, when not knocking off two fights in a row, three fights in a row uh, with that winning streak and uh, gunning for that title. He looks like he's going to have some big things going on in 2023. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, that's a little surprising because I figured we'd have the same pound for pound, but I'll start at the top two. I like Alexander the Great Volganovsky as my number one fighter. I think pound for pound, he looks tough. Uh, I think it's going to be a great test to see how great he is against Islam Makachev. 
Uh, my second one is Israel, the style bender Adesanya. Uh, even though he lost the uh, belt, I think he's going to come back strong in 2023. And he literally did look unstoppable in 2022. Uh, my third one, Kamaru Nightmare Usman. Uh, again, he was controlling that fight uh, against Edwards. He got caught. Um, I, I think that had that not happened, he looked he looked actually better than Volganovsky at one point. My fourth one is Islam Makachev. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be a uh, belt holder for a long time. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to find out where he, where he goes in 2023. And then my fifth one to round out, uh, my fifth pound-for-pound uh, pound fighter, Francis Ngannou, like you said. He did fight only once in 2022, but you got to beat the man, right? If you want to take that belt, and he looks, when he's healthy, unstoppable and dangerous. I think there's one fighter that has an asterisk next to him, and it's Yuri Pahishka. So he got injured, right, within the last month or so. And calling off that fight um, where uh, where Jan Bohovic and Magomed Ankaleev had to step in. Uh, but if he hadn't gotten hurt, I believe he would have held his title. And I believe he probably would be top one or two or three um, in the pound for pound discussion, if I'm looking at my top five, I don't know if he breaks that top five, no. but I will tell you he'd be number six. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and from the reports that Dana was saying, uh, UFC promotion president, that injury to his shoulder is really a bad injury. Mm. He's, he's gonna be out for a while. Man, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully that's not. You know, Dana White's not the doctor, so hopefully He's we not. have a professional yep. uh, look at that. But it, it, it was a little tough leaving some fighters off in this list, too. I yeah. mean, there's quite a few up-and-coming great fighters that had some uh, a great year in 2022. Yeah, sure did, definitely. What do you think, Um, what do you want to see in 2023? Well, let me just start at number five. I would like to see a Alex Pierre versus Adesanya, too. Yeah. I'm hoping that will happen. I believe that's going to happen. I kind of believe that it may be next when they when both when both of them enter the octagon again. At number four, I want to see McGregor come back, and I want to see him fight Masvidal. I want to see that bad blood in the octagon. I want to see what a a new bigger McGregor is going to do, uh, and maybe shut up the talk that. Ori Mazadal uh, tends to have against him. Number three, I want to see Usman versus Shemaev. I think that would be that an would incredible be fight. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Usman probably wants to get his belt belt back, but if, if that's not in his future uh, temporarily, I want to see a Shemaev fight. At number two, I want to see Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. I believe we're getting it in March of next year, but you know what? We don't know if Francis is going to be healthy, and we don't know if John Jones is going to pop on a test. We just don't know, and we haven't <laughs> seen him. Yeah. And at number one, going out of the box, I want to see Amanda Nunes versus Kayla Harrison. That is my number one. I believe that that should happen. I'm hoping the promotions can get together, and we can finally settle who currently is the baddest woman in the world. Wow, that's an impressive uh, 2023. Hopefully we get that just into the spring and then you know set everything up for summer and next fall. Absolutely. Um, man, well, what do you got? Well, my number five that you know I would be just ecstatic to see. Yeah. How about Kobe Cummington versus Hazmat Shemaev? 
Kobe Coven against Shamayev. Yes, I would love that. That would be. I would absolutely love that. You talked about the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up is uh, one that we will be seeing uh, later on this year or a new year. Um, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman. That's that's the rematch. That's a we good have. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure is. Um, number three, um, I have Aljamain Sterling versus how about Henry Cejudo? Oh, man. I'm telling you, have the the GOAT, the three-time champ, or is he a two-time belt champ, former, mm-hmm. come back in and reclaim it against Aljamain Sterling? I'm going to tell you right now, if, if Sterling wins that one, you absolutely have to consider him a legit, if you don't already, a legit champion at that division. Now, my number two, um, I want to see that Pieta versus uh, Adesanya rematch. That's yep. going to be a really good fight. Yep. Um, number one, uh, I it's already going to be you know coming up pretty soon. It's going to be live from Australia, I believe. And it's going to be the Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam Makashev. And that's going to be a great fight, too. Incredible, right? right? Incredible fight. One other note. Okay. Okay. How about if Aljamain Sterling can't find Cejudo, fight Cejudo? Um, how about Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley? I don't know if I like that for your boy O'Malley. Do you? Do you <laughs> well, like he's that? ranked number two. I want to see it. Yep. I, I want to see it. But, boy, that's going to be something. Who do you like early if you're picking in, in that one? I think I'm going to stick to my guns right now and go Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we've always put a, um, Aljamain Sterling I know. You know, in the back burner. It's like, well, know. he's not that all that great. Yeah. But he's proved us wrong over and over yeah. again. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a great year for it 2023. Is, I'm really excited um, for that. I mean, it's just um, the train will keep on rolling after we get back in the new year. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up our MMA segment for this week. Now on to our boxing segment. And, of course, we didn't have anything in the preview or recap. No. Um, because we didn't have any boxing. There's no boxing. And there's no boxing for this weekend. They kind of uh, they decided to take a week off earlier than yeah. UFC. And, and they're going to uh, also be in the, uh, I guess, the dry dock yeah. of our cruise ship <laughs> and make repairs and necessary adjustments. But there are some... Pretty good fights at the end of January that are coming up. But that brings us to, again, you know, our rankings for this year. And what were your top five boxing events for this past year? Okay, so top five boxing matches 2022 for me. Uh, I've got it fifth, Bevel versus Alvarez. I thought there was a lot of hype, obviously, coming in uh, on Alvarez. I thought that uh, that train... Everybody thought that train was going to keep rolling. He was just going to roll on over uh, Bevel, and, boy, he met his match and then some. So uh, great, great uh, boxing match. My fourth one is Joyce versus Parker. Two up, two kind of up-and-comers. Uh, both uh, have a head of steam going up into that heavyweight division, getting uh, higher and higher in that rank, and I thought it was a back-and-forth match, a really good one to watch. Number three, Cepeda versus Pergrasis. Boy, that was a back-and-forth uh, fight. Could have gone either way. Um, and Progross and it ended up uh, with the belt. Number two, Estrada versus Gonzalez. couple of lightweights, uh, very fast-paced, lots of volume. Uh, just a great match to watch. And my number one, we're going with the women again, Taylor versus Serrano. Now that was the best of the best in the women's division sold out arena and they left it all in that ring and it literally could have gone either way 
Wow, yeah. No, you know what? That's one that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are kind of looking over. One, one reason being because it's a women's um, division, a women's uh, match. Yep, but, man, you're right. That, you're right. That was one of the classics back and forth with uh, Taylor ultimately winning. Yep. So who? what's your top five? Um, my top five, maybe the, um, one of the surprises, probably. My f- number five is Alessandra Osik versus Anthony Joshua 2, where it was a v- uh decision a split decision win um by Usyk and that's where we kind of saw Anthony Joshua go fly off the rails a little bit toward at the end of the post that's right we did but yeah. we didn't see him quit as he as in my no, opinion he, he quit he in the first on. one yeah he, he he showed some guts and stuff but uh you know I forgot about that uh fight that's a yeah. good good number five yeah um number four I like that um that um Alvarez versus uh, Bevel really set really kind of set the tone for the year as far as you know boxing rankings who's going to be the best of the best um, Canelo you know we thought he was just the, the the god of boxing and unbeatable and Bevel just showed that you know stepping up to another level is not as easy as probably could see right. Be. But, you know, give credit to Alvarez. He's always shooting for the stars, and, uh, you know, he's going to come back stronger. Okay, number three for me, Earl Spence Jr. versus Jordanis Ugas this past August. I thought Ugas uh, showed a lot of strength against uh, Spence Jr., considering we think he's super elite. And definitely, and the thing is that kind of really stopped the fight was a swollen eye, so it was a doctor stoppage towards the end of the fight. So, but you know, again, Earl Spence Jr. coming up, you know, dominating the year, dominating that division because they don't want to fight each other. Yep, you're right. Uh, another fight that you had also was Estrada versus Gonzalez. Three, we all knew coming into that it was going to be, um, you know, another amazing fight from these these two warriors the last two fights were both amazing also very back and forth um but yeah this past december we have that that not have that as my number two just an epic trilogy yeah and um lastly um number one number one i have charlo versus castano two where jamal charlo wins by tko tagging castano with a left hook this was back in may great fight I could watch a three. I mean, they're both yeah. very formidable against be- each and, other. And they sh- kind of should be a third because the first one was a draw. This one was Charlo. And maybe they should be a third, maybe even a fourth later down the line. Absolutely. Yep. And, again, we're leaving off some really good fights. Oh. I mean, uh, even though uh, Tyson Fury's opponents weren't just great, He's just it's just a, a spectacle every time he fights and he comes into the ring. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yep. leaving one off, how about that Brandy's versus Opatai? Opatai, where Opatai oh, came yeah. out of nowhere. Joe Opatai yep. uh, comes out of nowhere and becomes a champion. Yep. I mean, there's so many. The list goes on I mean, and the Devin Haney fights on. to Devin show Haney how dominant fights he was. against Cambosas Jr.? Yeah. Twice. Yeah. How do we forget that one? In his hometown twice. Went to Cambosas, said, I'm going to do it once, and then I'm going to do it again in your hometown. Um, and they were... I, I'm not going to say they were razor sharp or razor close uh, wins, but it was still pretty competitive. Uh, another honorable mention for me, how about Lee Wood versus Michael Conlon? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That TK win for Lee Wood. Um, yes. On and on. I mean, boxing is just has so many bo- great back boxing matches for 2022. I hope it stacks up for 2023 also. Do you feel like there's a resurgent now with some quality boxers that, that boxing's coming back around again? 
I think there is a lot more quality boxing. A yeah. lot more eyes are on boxing. There's yeah. more streaming services for boxing. Um, but I think we, boxing still gets in its own way sometimes with yep. its promoters. Yep. So, who do you have for top five fighters in boxing right now? My for top fighters. For, I guess, 2022. Going into 2023? Okay. Yeah. So, you start for number five. Number five. Um, I'm going to put, you know, I hate to say it, but Canelo Alvarez is number, my number five. Okay. You know, All going right. in, I think I think he'll probably fight two times this year. Um, one will probably be a rematch with Bevel. Okay. Um, and hopefully he gets a fight against David Benavides. That's know, what they're talking the about in yeah. May. Yeah. Um, number four, I really just like Earl Spence Jr. at okay. number four. You know, just because what he's done and what he represents for that division, the welterweight division. Um, right, right next to him is Terrence Crawford for me. You know, even though he wasn't tested most of the year, Terrence Crawford is still Terrence Crawford. He's still formidable champion. So you in have Terrence Crawford at three. Ab- at three, above okay. Earl Spence Jr. Um, man, the names, there's so many names Number here. two. What's your two? I like Devin Haney, number two. That's not a bad one. Devin Haney, you know, the undisputed lightweight champion. Did it twice. Did it twice. Yep. Um, man. Number one. You know what? Number one is someone that we never talk about and probably nobody in boxing really ever talks about. But how about the monster in a way? That's a good number one. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks about him. because he's over across the world, and yeah. his fights are always on Tuesday nights. <laughs> you're, you're I mean, sure that's right. the, tr- the truth, right? It is right? the truth. They're yeah. the truth, yep. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what my top five are. All right. Terrence Crawford, 38-0, 28 KOs, man. Uh, like you said, he hasn't really fought anybody. Uh, I'm hoping that he uh, steps up either in weight class or he fights somebody in his division, right. and we get to see uh, how dominant he can be. Number four, Devin Haney, 29-0, 15 KOs, did it twice, uh, and did it twice against uh, in foreign territory. Yeah. And came back with those belts uh, where they should be on American soil. Number three, Tyson Fury, 33-0 and 125 KOs. Uh, always a spectacle. He always comes, in my opinion, prepared. He uh, He's just a dominant heavyweight champion right now. Number two, Demetri Bevel, 21-0, 11 KOs. How can you forget about this guy when he beat the pound per pound, possibly one of the greatest to have ever stepped in the ring, stopped him handily, and is going to try to do it again if they uh, lock horns again. And number one, you read my notes. Nobody ever talks about him. The monster anyway. Right. How can you not like a 21-0, 19 KOs? And I don't. I haven't looked at his, his record but it doesn't seem like he ever gets out of the sixth round. Right, exactly. I mean, just dominant. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, but th- there's so many other fighters out there. You know, you, you mentioned a, a couple lot. of names like, oh, I forgot about Dimitri Bevel. I mean, how do I forget about him? But even though I put Canelo Alvarez ahead of him. Yes. Even though the loss. But I just think that Canelo is always going to be Canelo, right, for that name. Um, but how about... But you say Bevel is number two, right? Is that who you have on He's your number two, and you tell me that there's a guy in that division that's Arthur even better. Arthur Bedebeev. His name that. is also better, Beave. Right. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> so, that crazy? And Arthur Bedebeev has has three of the titles, three of the five t- titles. Yes. You know, and so hopefully they lock horns in the spring. Yep. And um, somebody gets an undisputed uh, light heavyweight title. But that's how could we forget the Canadian better beef? I mean, and then I forgot Tyson Fury, but 
you know, he was almost retired the whole year up until maybe October. And then and then <laughs> we we leave off our list Usyk, Usyk. Who, who beat what was arguably the the best heavyweight at the time, Joshua. Right. We thought he was uh, unstoppable, and he right. stopped him twice handily. And we don't even put him in the top five. Not not even. How Is about that crazy? the Charlos? You know, we forget about the Charlos. That's right. Yep. Um, we forgot. You're uh, forgetting about um, Josh Taylor. Jo- had all four belts. Yeah. So Devin Haney. Did you mention Devin Haney? I did. Number four. Okay. But you well, didn't. how about I didn't? But did you mention Gervonta Davis? Nope. He's there. The, the tank. Ryan Garcia. Coming up, fixing the fight, yes. I mean, the list can go on and on, obviously. I, that's why I, I really believe, and in, in me being the novelist of of boxing, there is a lot of good things on the horizon with a lot of great boxers coming up. Yeah. Well, um, is there some you know name that you're like, you know what, this is the year for that name that, that in that division? How about for the heavyweight division? Out of the top four, you know, we already know the big names, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Alexander Usyk, um, Anthony Joshua. Not those guys. Who's another person that you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see this guy come up and there's big things happening for 2023. And I'm not allowed to say Wilder? No, Wilder, no. Because he's already a, a, a big name in that division. Yeah. I mean, how can you uh, uh, argue Joe Joyce, right? Joe Joyce, man. Right? Uh, yes. Joe Joyce, he's right there. He's right there. And cuss. another name for that division? How about Daniel Dubois? See, I like Daniel Dubois too. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think he, both of those are going to be. Um, I'm going to predict they're going to be household names by the end of the year. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that division. I think they will be household names, like you said. Um, so what are you thinking then? If we're t- if we're kind of going down these lists a little bit, mm-hmm. um, so we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. The uh, light heavyweight division. How do you think that's going to fare? If you, who do you think is an up and comer? Since we're not going to talk about Beevil or Better Beef. Hey, I think um, there's one name that you know we haven't that we really talk about, and uh, but I like Joshua Bout- Boutsy. I do too. You I know, that's just a name that comes up, and yeah, you know, we every now and then we do preview his fights, and you know, I think he's coming up also. What do you think about your Ramirez that's in that division? Um, I think uh, you know, I just I want him to bounce back. I, I Bevo just put him put his role to uh to a stop, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he can if he can't beat Bevo, I am pretty sure he can't beat Better Beef. Yeah. You know. Um, so okay, let's look at another division. How about the um somebody up and coming in the welterweight division? Not named Earl Spence Jr. or Terrence Crawford. Boy, you talk <laughs> Now this division I've got two or three names. Yeah. I think I think Gerard Boots Ennis yeah. is going to be a household name. I believe Connor Ben's going to be a household I name. I believe too. Right? Who 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 else you seen in there? I really probably? really really hope Virgil Ortiz comes I, through. I I like him too, man. That is a and that's what's incredible about it, is you took pro, you took probably the two super elites even if you took him out of that division, that division's still stacked. Yeah, and we still got a, a you know, even an, a veteran, Keith Thurman. Yeah. In that division, and I believe Keith Thurman and Virgil Ortiz are about to fight sometime in the spring. They're they're setting up talks for that. And aren't we? And, and don't we still have Ugas sitting in there? Ugas is in there. I mean, I mean, th- there is just a prefla of boxers in that division that are are elite. That's going to make that division popular. Uh, what do you think about the? Super lightweight. The super lightweight. 
Now, are we going to talk about maybe someone jumping up in that division that's coming you can. from the lightweight? You just can't pick Josh Taylor. Well, Josh Taylor is the uh, the who's who of that division. But, man, I like that Regis Porgrace. Uh, I think he will go back and fight Josh Taylor and avenge that loss to Josh Taylor and yeah. pick up a title. Um, that Jose Cepeda, you know, even though he did has has that um, that loss against Poor Grace, um, I think he's still a name for that division. And someone that I think is going to probably come up in, in that division. How about Javante Davis coming up? I think he's still got some work to do in his division, but I'm not I'm not sad about that. I will tell you, I think he's going to make a big bang in this division. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about uh, Teofimo Lopez? I mean, man, he's still there. He's uh, still there. He didn't look good in the last he fight. He didn't look but... Yes. I mean, some people even think that Sander Martin won that fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think I I I don't think he's he's going to be a champion this year. Yeah. Um, but you know, but Jack Catterall has something to say about that in March, Absolutely. I believe. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, it's again we can pick any division in boxing. Absolutely, and we have seven names probably. That's right to look out for. But yeah. So what is your top five boxing fights you'd like to see next year? Fights I like to see. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we almost just kind of touched up on it just with our last conversation about rankings. But I mean, if we just gonna if I'm just gonna pick a couple of fights okay. here, um, I would like to see. Um, I would like to see. Sebastian Fundura versus Jamel Charlo. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be one. Um, let's see. Another division. How about we just stick with the Charlo camp and a Jamal Charlo versus Gennady Golovkin? Ooh, Triple G? Yeah. I don't have that on my list. That would be a good one. Um, man, I would love to see Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavides. I'm ready for that fight to happen. Yeah, because it's, really it's been a while in the making, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, moving on up, Dimitri Bivol versus Arthur Bredebe. It has to happen this year. It has to happen. That's my number two. Absolutely. And my number one, I want to see Oletander Osik versus Tyson Fury. Absolutely. That would be epic if we could get that next year. Yeah. Yeah. So at number one for me was Tyson Fury, Usyk. I I think that's a must. I think we got to determine who is the best in the heavyweight division in 2023. Number two is the Beevil, Better Beef. Uh, man, we need to determine who's the best in there. We we had a uh, legend killer in Beevil beating Alvarez, and everybody says that Better Beef is better than him. So we'll get, we need to find that out. We need the long-awaited, and it should have happened in 2022. It's got to happen in 2023. My number third pick is Earl Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. That has to happen. I didn't we, even mention that. We no. have to see that. Have to see it. Yeah. Number four, and it's amazing that this is number four. I need to see a Haney versus Gervonta Davis. That needs to happen in 2023. That's going to be an epic fight. And, and my number five, I guess I have a women's theme <laughs> through this podcast. I want to see a Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, too. Oh, yeah. That'd be a great fight. Because the first one was epic, and I guarantee you the second one's going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you uh did we forget in everything that we we're m- mentioning in boxing? Uh Shakur Stevenson. He's still out there. Who he has said is the greatest fighter of all time and we haven't even put him on any list. <laughs> is that amazing? It is amazing. It's amazing. It yeah. is amazing. Well, that wraps up 2022 in a nutshell. 
Yeah, and I'll have to tell you, uh, partner, congratulations, episode n- number 75. 75. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners that continue to listen to us throughout um, throughout the year, you know, for Absolutely. the new ones and for those that continue that listen to us from last year and that stuck with us. We appreciate that very much. Yeah, we we are we are so blessed and lucky to to be able to uh, do a podcast with one of the greatest sports in the in, in the world, boxing and MMA. Yeah, combat sports in yep. general. Um, do we have an update on our Pick'em League? We do. So, uh, Daniel, you went 2-1 and one in MMA. You have uh, – we had no boxing, so you're at 23 wins. Okay. I went 1-2 and two in MMA. No boxing. I'm at 22 wins. All so right. you have gained one, one point on me. All right. Okay, for our players, we have Shane at 14, Omar at 21, Dom at 21, Everett at 22, Loretta at 22, I'm at 22, Daniel is at 23, Lynn is at 26, and Dan maintains his lead at 29 through wow. week eight. All right. Well, we appreciate everyone that's joining in on our Pick and Lead. Thank you very much. We're not going to have anything this week. So we're going to take a couple weeks off couple weeks off on that until I think boxing or uh, MMA may have their first one within those next couple weeks. I'm going to do my homework, I guess, and just try to take the lead within the next couple weeks. Absolutely. Do your, yeah. do your do your homework. Check out any uh, late breaking combat news through the holidays. And, yeah, just come back refreshed in the 2023, and we'll finish up this season. We want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and also Happy New Year, Happy 2023 coming up. Um, thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We'll be back in the next couple of weeks with a preview of the week's boxing or MMA events. Be sure, again, to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also on Twitter. That's it for this week. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone. And keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you next week.